0: Welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I just dropped my daughter, Pava, off with her teammates as they head to the Texas Gymnastics State Meet, or whatever the official term is. And I'm just very pensive this morning, lots of thoughts. Even though I'm very tired, it's a Saturday morning, and I haven't been getting enough sleep because my husband just had knee surgery on Tuesday and a few weeks before that my daughter had knee surgery and yesterday and today this morning begins the first day of spring break for my son Samuel and I've just been generally staying up way too late in general. I actually don't have a lot of excuse as far as the knee surgery goes this time around for not getting sleep because Ahava, my daughter, she's been kind of running point. She's been the point person and letting me sleep in her room while she stays in my room and takes care of my husband if he has anything that he needs. But he hasn't been terribly needy. I don't want to jinx it, but he's in pain. He's definitely expressing how uncomfortable he is. But as Ahava so correctly pointed out, he was way worse as a patient when he was under the weather with like, he had like flu like symptoms. A few weeks ago And was down for the count For maybe four days straight Just slept and was miserable He is definitely worse In that situation Than when he just had knee surgery And is in real pain Because he hates being sick He hates being, you know He's a doctor And doctors make the worst patients As they say So we were supposed to be doing Going to the Bahamas And go to this wonderful Stocking island in the Exumas to go stay at a place called Cavalli House, but once we found out that Nathan needed knee surgery, the timing was such that he really wanted to get it done right before our spring break, and so everything got cancelled. It's a little weird time, but it Definitely was needed. As long as I've known Nathan, he's had the worst knees of anyone I've ever met, but he also has a very high pain tolerance. And so he always said he wasn't going to get the knee surgery until it was absolutely necessary or if at all. He always resisted every time I suggested that. You know, I I knew a lot of people had told me stories about how the surgery, the replacement surgery, was that they had put off for so long, once they finally did it, they were super glad they did. But Nathan was not having it. He was not interested in that in any way. But what happened is, once Ahava injured herself in gymnastics, and she ruptured her ACL, and I've talked about how that's basically changed our whole family and our outlook and our thoughts about what we're going to be doing moving forward. But she had surgery and then Havas was successful. She had her physical therapy and then Nathan went to one of her PT appointments and he had his knees were completely like swollen up like a water balloon like just awful and one of the physical therapists in the you know in the time that he had been talking with her about Ahava she said oh my favorite thing to do is to drain knees and which is a weird thing to say because people... I'm, I'm obviously not medically inclined and so anything medical like that, it's like, what? You're weird. But anyway, so she mentioned that to him and he said, oh, well, maybe you could drain my knees. And they convinced him that they needed to set up an appointment and get an x-ray. And once they did that, the doctor said, well, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the worst knees I've ever seen, yours is a 12. That's how bad his knees, both of his knees are that bad. So they convinced him that he really would be way better off having the surgery. He didn't want to, and he put it off. He really was not sure he was going to. But once the doctor explained, like, I guess his patella is completely gone. Like, it's basically totally bone on bone. And at some point, if he didn't get the surgery, he would have nothing that they could even attach things to. So he, they convinced him that it needed to be done now. So all of this to say, Nathan arranged to get surgery on Tuesday, and he's going to do the other knee in three weeks. So, in theory, in a couple months, we should have both these patients, Nathan and Ahava, both back on their feet. Ahava just got to get rid of her brace about three days, I think like two days ago, she was able to drop the brace. and lose the crutches and now she's walking around normally. I mean not normally but she's able to walk around. She's still gotta do a lot of physical therapy and exercises and use the the tens unit which is like the shocking unit to keep things moving the way they're supposed to be. But anyway, so that's what's going on with the surgeries and so that has kept us really immobile. Nathan can't do much and Ahaba couldn't do much and it's been you know restricting what we are able to do and that has been interesting. I feel like that has put us in a different mindset as we're looking ahead to the future and trying to figure out what we want next. Now, I still very much have my desire to move and, and wander and travel and explore, but I also recognize that we're in a situation where we really have to take care of the things that need to be handled while they're needed to be handled, right? It's current and it's important that we do that. And so with that in mind, I've been looking at it as as we're present and we're here and what can we do while we're here to maximize our enjoyment as a family and as Nathan is currently in contract negotiations with his company and a not training gymnastically it really changes the dynamic and we really have to think about okay well what do we want we went to New Mexico where our home is and our tenant who has been living there since we moved onto the boat almost three years ago is about to move out in about a month, I think. And so we're going to overhaul that house. It needs a lot of work structurally. There's a lot that has to be done to it. And so we already have made the commitment that we're going to do a lot of work on our house in New Mexico. And that house is on 75 acres in the forest outside of Albuquerque. And it's a really nice spot to get away from it all and to have kind of a respite from the, the busy city life of most other places. But it also is remote and as far as like being a place I want to live I always have had mixed feelings about it it's beautiful and it is nice to have the space but there's a very different thing here where we are you know we have a lot of people and access to things and services and you know like world class knee surgeons and physical therapists all of that is available here and it's relatively easy to get in and out like my family can come and visit from Chicago easily and a lot of people come through here Like some of our friends from the Bahamas who live in North Carolina now and their daughters swim for college level, both three daughters swim at the college level. They are going to be coming here this weekend for NCAA swimming championships. And so I get to see friends as they come through here. So, you know, there's things like that that are positive. And the reason I'm telling you all this is while we're dealing with what I'm saying, body repair time in our lives, we're making sure like all of our health issues are addressed, anything that we need to handle, getting, you know, dental work done or getting the knee surgery, any, oh, we got like eye checkups and dental checkups and making sure that things are just handled while we're here. I've talked about, I think before, and I learned about from a podcast called Zen Parenting Radio, and that is the liminal space, the time after one thing ends, but before the next thing begins, right? That They call it the liminal space. And I think that has to do with like the space between lives and between worlds. But being in the liminal space is a great time to kind of just process and bring all the factors into focus before making the next move. And we've had so much happen with Ahava injuring herself and Nathan with his surgery and moving off the boat and just, you know, all the things that have gone on in the last year. Because basically this time last year, we were having this same conversation, but about whether or not to move off the Don Treader. So now we're looking at it, and we had an interesting thing happen this week that made me really rethink everything. I think we were leaning toward, as a family, to move back to New Mexico. I think that's what we all were, not all. Ahava definitely wants to move here. She has her teammates, she has her team, she likes it here. So her vote is to stay here. The rest of us have been pretty uncertain, except for Ziva, who very much wants to live in New Mexico. But we were leaning toward moving back to New Mexico. But we really, really, really like our little neighborhood that we live in right now. It's on a cul-de-sac. I think I've talked about it before where we just have friends and our neighbors are delightful and we really enjoy them. And so I have friends, Samuel has his little school that he gets to go to and he really enjoys. And Nathan's work is close. So he's home a lot more than Ahava has her gym. So there's a lot that we like about it. And yet there was no, we're renting a house in this little cul-de-sac neighborhood. So it hasn't been a Long term option, anyway, because it's a rental house, and we're not sure. We probably wouldn't want to stay in that house, even if it was available to rent, and we're not convinced that the landlord will want to rent to us again. She and Nathan don't work well together, let's put it that way. And anyway, renting and being kind of here feels like we're not really doing the next thing we really want to do. Part of that is like Ziva hasn't really made friends here because she wants to go back to New Mexico. So the thing that happened this week is a house two blocks away came on the market that has a lot of potential. Now it's not on our cul-de-sac, the downside, but it has a pool, which most houses don't because the little community has a little community pool, but it's not the same thing as having a pool in your backyard. And the thought of having a pool in our backyard and the backyard is wonderful. It has lots of little places that like writing spots that I could get some writing done. And the house is is a huge house for us. And there's a lot of good things that could happen there. It's in the same school district for Samuel, and it's really good school district for the girls that would want to start regular school next year because they've been homeschooling this year. And so that is, we went to go see the house yesterday. Not sure, though. Like, we have mixed feelings because, like, it's surrounded by five houses or maybe more that are right against the property line. So there's no space between the house and, like, there's no green belt. There's no other space. It's the big backyard and, the big house up against the property line of several other big backyards big houses and they're all two story so they can see right into the backyard unlike the neighborhood we're, we're in which it's they're all one-story houses so the backyard is pretty private nobody can see over the back fence which is good and bad obviously I don't care as much as Nathan does he definitely doesn't like to have neighbors being able to look in but the plus side is to be able to be kind of the gathering house having a pool, you know the kids are all going to be hanging out at our house, in our backyard, and having the space to do that. So this is what we're thinking about and talking about and trying to decide. At the same time, we had an opportunity to discuss the possibility of buying that beautiful island that I talked to you about, buying at least part of Cavalli House. And that is more of a long-term dream, because buying an island, Well, that certainly would spark joy for me, And I love the thought of the kids growing up on the beach and having, you know, slowing things down considerably. I also know that it wouldn't want to take away from the possibilities and the things they have access to right now if they want to. And the fact that Ahava's expressed that she wants to go to a regular high school, which would be this upcoming year, that's hard to do if you are living on a tropical island. And if we're not going to have a boat where we're going to sail and explore and do all of that, then we might as well be in a place where our home base is joyful and it's easy to fly to places from there. The New Mexico problem is, it's not easy to fly to places from there and it's up in the mountains and remote. And so Nathan doesn't do any work in that town. So he wouldn't be able to be home working from there. He would be traveling for work a lot more. So that's one big factor. You know, I just realized I was asking myself, why am I talking about all this on this podcast? And it's because you guys are my sounding board and you guys help me process this in a way that I can't really do that with my family and they're welcome to listen to these podcasts. That's not the issue. It's nothing to be hidden or there's nothing that I wouldn't want my family to hear. It's just when we're talking it through as a family, it's a very different dynamic because everybody's got a vested interest in it. As I'm talking it through with you here on the podcast, it's just me talking. As I've said many times in the past, this is Rosalinda's ramblings. That's what I see this podcast as and it helps me to fine-tune some of my thoughts and the thing that just really hit me about why is it that I would want to stay here versus going to New Mexico and the number one reason is that I would get to be with Nathan more and you know he is my beloved my life partner and my best friend and so that's a huge one and the kids would get to be with him more and I gotta tell you the surgery thing it's been a little bit hard because we have a dear dear friend she lost her husband after he had knee surgery supposedly everything went well and then she woke up a few days later and found that he had passed away overnight and from I believe it was a blood clot or something. And, you know, knowing that when Nathan went into surgery, it really had me doing a lot of thinking about, you know, what if, and I had to have the conversation with him like, okay, so this is the morning of, as he's prepped for going into surgery, I needed to make sure I had access to all of our accounts. What are your passwords? If God forbid something should happen and how do I approach that? You know, what would I need to do to make sure our family is okay? Obviously the emotional thing is a different thing, but I'm talking about just from a responsible grown-up standpoint making sure I understood how to manage our finances and things like that so we were having that conversation as he was you know half an hour out from going into surgery and these are the things that have kept me awake for days and days and days leading up to and after the surgery is the fear that something would happen to him and realizing that I want us to really fully maximize our joy while we're together and I know it's really important for the kids to be able to enjoy Nathan. And he's 11 years older than I am. So I'm at the time of this recording, I'm 47. That means he's 58 and he's very fit and healthy for his age. He's young at heart. And hopefully with these new knees, he's going to really get a new lease on life. So I want to make sure that whatever we decide to do on the home front supports us moving into what I like to call my BAL, which is our big, awesome life. And to really do the things that we haven't necessarily done. Because I fully believe as much as we've done wild, crazy, amazing things, living on a boat and living up mountains in New Mexico, and we have have a condo in Mexico, there's a lot of great things that we've done. I feel like we're just getting started. And I think part of that push that I've had to go travel and explore and I want to go, go, go is because I know that we are just getting started. But I'm starting as I mature and as I kind of settle into the fact it's a marathon, not a sprint, realizing that I don't have to travel full time in order to have the ability to explore and do things the way that we want. The next big question will come up. What kind of school do we want them in? I mean, if we did move to New Mexico, do we want them in the regular public school or are we going to continue trying to do the homeschool thing? Or are we talking about alternative schools like Acton Academy or ESTEAM Academy or a homeschool co-op where we're not the primary teachers or like a Ahava's teammate does dual enrollment? that's what it is with, um, Texas A&M, I believe. Uh, but anyway, my point is as I'm getting older, as you, you know, kind of look at your own mortality and that of the people you love the most, you start to go, well, let's look at how we can reduce the stress, cut some of the stuff out that isn't necessary and add more of the stuff that brings us all joy. And as I walked into that house yesterday, I have to say it, first of all, the house was like in abominable shape. Whoever lives there has let, their animals. They have they must have a dozen animals based on the litter boxes. And I know when we knocked on the door the first time there was a dog there, but they have gone to the bathroom all over the carpet, the walls, everything smells. I mean, this is not a house that is going to be like a turnkey, you walk in, you move in. It's gonna be a project. So that's one thing. That's a totally different thing than not being tied down and traveling freely and living out of just our suitcases or living on a catamaran and sailing, right? But thing that I felt when I walked in there was, oh, this could be a gathering place once we fix the house itself. But the backyard and the fact that it's only a couple blocks from the people that we've really come to appreciate and love, and it's kind of easy access to all the things, but not so crowded like this little rental house, it made me think, well, you know, maybe we've been looking at this wrong. Maybe having that home base in an easy environment like this would will free us up to explore other things and other possibilities. So I guess I'm really leaning toward that. Moving here, fully embracing Round Rock, Texas and all that comes with it. At the same time, fixing up our house in New Mexico, probably as a VRBO home away and continuing to explore and go on adventures, but doing it in a way that we don't necessarily have to pick up and take all of our stuff with us every time. So that's, What's on my mind. Body repairs and liminal space. What do you do? Are you in liminal space right now? I'm curious about where you find yourself at the time of this recording. Are you settled in a neighborhood where you live and you use that as your home base? Are you settled in a neighborhood and you don't want to roam and you just listen to these podcasts to see a different way that people do things? Are you itching to get rid of your home and, you know, throw caution to the wind and put up the sails and explore? Or are you in the liminal space like I am right now, where you're really weighing lots of different possibilities and trying to figure it all out. Please consider putting a comment. This is a subject that I know I've kind of talked about ad nauseum lately, but it's because we're really making a shift, I think. And I'd like to hear what you guys think. Can you still be a gypsy soul and be anchored somewhere? I don't know. I want to hear what you guys have to say. All right. I got stuff to do and places to go and my people to enjoy on this beautiful morning of the first morning of spring break. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll keep in touch and I hope you'll do the same. I'm Rosalinda Roman and this is New Mexico Castaways. Bye.